Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHerCon is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics, all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. Truth to that, you can get substantial discounts on, on certain assets. There's a lot more detail to that that really determines why that price is the way that it is. Are you ready for the best real estate investing advice ever? Join Joe Fairless and today's best ever guests as they share it with you. It's the best ever advice with none of the fluff. Let's go. A quick word from our sponsor, 24 Sound. 24 Sound is technically an audio production company, but they're way more than that. They're there to help you grow your business from audiobooks to podcasts and everything in between. They're flawless as sound engineers and they're strategic as business partners. Visit them at 24sound.com. You can also email them at hello at 24sound.com. And of course, as a best ever listener, you'll get a best ever discount. Mention best ever and you'll get a 20% discount on your first product. Hello, best ever listeners. Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless and I'm here with today's guest, Dion D. Pauli. Hi, Dion. Hey, Joe. Welcome to the show. And Dion is joining us from sunny Miami, Florida. I imagine it's sunny. Sunny Miami, Florida. He is a CEO at Secure Debt Exchange Systems. He has over 15 years experience in real estate finance and specifically what he's focused on is he has uh, direct experience with real estate and mortgage investment, fund management, asset management disposition, and he's focused on note buying, as he calls it, the, the street people say, or I call it the street people, the people on the street say, um, but there's more official term to that, and I'll let him get into it because I personally was... I'm uneducated in that area as far as what we're supposed to be calling it and what the differences are, and he's going to get into that. So with that being said, Dion, can you talk about your background and what you're focused on now? Sure, sure, sure. So hello, listeners, I guess, right? I've been around real estate finance for a little over 15 years, and I started uh, in the retail segment, you know, typical mortgage broker type setting, went in through management, um, and we were uh, working with... um, correspondent lending. So that gave me some experience in the mortgage secondary market. That grew into both residential and commercial, working with private investors. And then I'd started doing some freelance work in, in the secondary when uh, when the mortgage market kind of you know took a tank and the retail side of things um, sort of fell apart. 
And that led into uh, you know portfolio analysis and working with more of an institutional grade uh, investors, uh, which which eventually led to uh, running to blind pool investment funds, where, which were primarily focused on investing in in loans in in uh, real estate loans uh, throughout the U.S. We were in about forty different states, um, and we invested across the performance status, so non-performing performing and sub-performing and, and uh, you know, whatever comes in between. Primarily, we were first lean guys, not not too much action in the in the second lean um, genre. You know, I guess just to, to, to touch on that definition discrepancy, right? So we, we generally refer to, you know, around here, we generally refer to, to notes as whole loans, whole, W-H-O-L-E, loans, as opposed to part of a loan. And a lot of that comes from just the capital markets influence, um, you know, a mortgage, you know, especially in today's day and age, um, the way that we actually finance things is, is, you know, has a lot to do with capital markets and securitization. And as the loan is made retail, um, it's all together. So all of the rights that go to the investor are still bundled together. So that would include, you know, servicing rights, uh, rights to interest, rights to principal, so on and so forth. So it's whole. Um, as an altogether. And then as that goes through, uh, you know, as that goes up the food chain in the securities market, some of those pieces might be broke out. So the loan is no longer whole. You know, all, all of it is deals with the note and the security instrument that's being used, whether it's a mortgage or deed of trust. It, the uh, the slang term, I guess, that I, I tend to say is used on the street is is notes, right? Neither one's right nor wrong. I, I suppose it just depends on the room that you're standing in and who's going to follow the words you use, right? You said you're running blind pool investment funds. Can you uh, talk about what a blind pool is and what was your role? Was it raising the money or was it making the acquisitions of those non-performing, performing and sub-performing? Sure. So uh, um, I, I was a senior portfolio manager. And w- when you're a blind pool fund, all of the investors' capital is pooled together. So, you know, John Jones puts in 100 bucks, Billy puts in 50 bucks, we've got a total of 150. The term blind in there means that the investor does not have discretion over the asset that's being invested in. So that's that discretion rests with the manager. So, you know, they give us the money, they obviously understand what we're targeting through the, you know, through the fund paperwork that they, you know, use to sign up and their subscription documents. So, um, so we would go out and invest in, in assets related to real estate, which includes real property, mortgage loans, both commercial and residential. And, and um, from time to time, we would uh, take a look at securities related to real estate, more of a, as a hedging instrument. You know, you, you got to manage some of the short term and long term capital demands, uh, you know, to hit the goals of the fund. Um, but that's what blind, that's what blind pulled in. My, my role there as as senior PM, um, so I ran uh, all of our investments. I ran the investments and I ran the um, the disposition of all those investments. And I didn't raise capital per se, uh, but when you're the, you know when you're the portfolio manager, you certainly have to sit down in front of investors <laughs> and explain what's going on from time to time. Um, so you know uh, you know I would say I dabbled in some of that. Um, speaking with investors that we had, and then going to various capital raise meetings to uh, to help entice it. You know, I was one of the more qualified folks to talk about the asset class, so it kind of made sense to to bring me along. What is your best real estate investing advice ever? 
You know, I think um, we we do a, a fair amount of work with um, you know what I affectionately refer to as street level investors. You know, newer, lower level, you know, lower capital amount investors. And I think that there's a growing curiosity in the note whole owned space by by those folks. And I think they got to be a little uh, cognizant of what they don't know. And so for that, I think they got to go out and find a good mentor, partner, experienced person to really learn from so that they can piggyback on what the other folks don't know. Because, you know, what you don't know is what's going to burn you in, in this space. What would be something that a beginning investor might not know about note buying? Sure. So, you know, I think uh, um, the, the more common sub portion of the asset class is probably non-performing. And I think the notion of the general public on why a loan is being traded at, you know, when it's non-performing, you know, what the uh, what the influences are that that push that out to the street. I think that tends to be a little confusing. Um, you know, we've gone through cycles where it seemed like the public thought that, you know, everything was, you know, a fire sale. So you can get stuff for, you know, 10 cents on the dollar, no matter what. And that's, you know, while there's truth to that, you can get substantial discounts on, on certain assets. There's a lot more detail to that that really determines why that price is the way that it is. And it has, you know, we, we tend to want to say it has a lot to do with regulation, but, um, it, it's one part regulation. It's another part, you know, the, the, the bank asset manager, whoever's holding that asset managing their portfolio. At the end of the day, I think the great lesson there is, you know, it's somebody's big red number, right? That discount, you know, when the loan was made, you know, if it was originated for a hundred thousand dollars, somebody put a hundred thousand dollars out. And as soon as they sell it for a discount, that means somebody's taking a loss. And I think that is probably, in, in its simplicity, that's the most important thing that you can remember because, you know, making somebody part with their money is usually pretty difficult, <laughs> right? So there's no regulatory demand that, that they've got to go fire sale things and get rid of them. A loss is a loss is a loss and they don't have to take a loss, right? So I think that's probably uh, that's probably one of the, the hot buttons. You ready for the best ever lightning round? Yeah, let's do it. First, a quick word for our sponsor. Best ever listeners, if you want to grow your business, you need an audio product. Contact 24sound at 24sound.com for a free consultation. And remember, you'll get 20% off your first product just by mentioning Best Ever. Best Ever book you read? Intelligent Investor by uh, Ben Graham. Best Ever listeners, I know you like audio, so you can go to freebesteverbook.com and get a free audio version of a book like that. Best Ever personal growth experience and what you learned from it. Yeah, when, you know, when I was young... Uh, I was involved in a. I was involved in a lot of sports, and um, I, I, for one particular sport, I was in martial arts. I had to go out and raise my own money, um, walking up and down the street with like letters in, in my hand, asking for donations so that I could go uh, out of state to the national tournament. And um, I managed to do it, you know, ten bucks at a time kind of thing. And uh, I think that was uh, that built some character, you know. It, I did it by myself, and, and uh, you know, knocking on doors, passing on a little piece of paper that I typed up, which I wish I had a copy of that today to look at. But um, I think that built some character. And it, you know, sometimes I look back on that and say, you know, there's if I did that, there shouldn't be anything else I couldn't do. Best ever success habit you practice? So um, probably. 
probably time blocking. I'm a I'm a I'm a big fan of, of time blocking and time management. So you know I dot I divide my day up into quarters, and you know certain things go into certain portions of the quarter, and that just helps me get things done. Best ever deal you've done. So, um, you know I think the 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 nice part about you know we spent a lot of time investing in distressed debt. Uh, which means that we're taking, you know, we're taking on a lot of loans with discounts. And some of the best success stories that, that we have are, are passing that discount through to the borrower um, and giving them a second chance or helping them to um, helping them to create a free and clear property sooner, faster, and better, so that their life position can can move on. I, I you know. I, there's certainly a lot along the way. There's certainly a lot of good good news for us with with you know nice returns and all that fun stuff. But I think the greatest joy comes from you know getting the borrowers into good spots. Best ever project you're most excited about right now? Uh, we've got <laughs> we've actually got a um, we've got a couple of interesting things that we're working on, and uh, we've been doing a lot of, of work in the uh, seller finance space. We're working with some. Some folks that are, uh, you know, some some typical fix and flippers who want to mortgage their um, mortgage the property thereafter, and we've been working with some some crowdsource crowdfunding um, platforms as well. So I think there's a I think there's a lot of opportunity in that space. Both I think that I think that that market's a little underserved, and I think the uh, the crowdsource from a capital side is um, is going to be an interesting one as well. And that's interesting coming from, you know, someone with your background to talk about the crowdfunding future. Best ever quote. Probably the three w- rules of work from, from Albert Einstein, which is uh, out of clutter, find simplicity. From discord, find harmony. And in the middle of, of difficulty lies opportunity. Were you going to mention something about crowdfunding? Yeah, I, you know, it's, uh, again, I think there's, uh, I think that's going to help serve a, fill a, a, a pretty decent uh, void that's happening right now in the market. I think the uh, there's a, there's a subprime portion to our market that that's drastically being underserved. You know, we see um, the typical conventional financing going after uh, higher levels of collateral, better borrower positions, um, so on and so forth. And you know, there's that there's that that's uh, that group of folks just below that. Maybe the property's a lesser value. Maybe there's a small blemish on the borrowers. Um, you know, and the bar is passed or whatever. That, and I think that gets a, a little underserved. And I think that crowd um, crowdfunding can help that um, drastically because you know it used to be our subprime mortgage market. I hate to use that word because it it, 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 it tends to bring bad ideas with it. But there's a subprime nature to it, and it needs to be it needs to be used. You know, we've got a lot of communities out in the U.S. that. Uh, you know, fifty to eighty thousand dollars the average house, and uh, you know, so so there's a lot of assets out there, a lot of borrowers that can be helped in those spaces. What's the biggest mistake you've made in real estate? Wow, uh, not getting involved sooner, for sure. Um, yeah, you know, I, when 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 I I remember the day that I got that I made the choice to go into um, real estate finance versus the the alternate path, which would have been insurance. <laughs> And wow. uh, it, it was it was very interesting. And, you know, I'll have to credit uh, my old my old boss, Eric, for for really making me turn the corner. And uh, he gave, gave me the appreciation for 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 the industry that I have today, sat me down, told me to read my first mortgage and note, said nobody will ever tell you to do this. 
and uh, from then on, I was kind of hooked. So that was a good stuff. I wish I would have done it. You know, some of these guys I talked to, you know, they get in at their 18, 20 years old. I would have loved to have done that. What's the best ever place to reach you? Probably anybody can email me um, at, at uh, my first name, Dion, D-I-O-N, and then it's at S-D-X-S, so Sam Delta X-Ray Sam dot U-S, or they can um, go through our website. But uh, email is always the best way to get a hold of me. Dion, thank you so much for being on the show and sharing your best ever advice with the best ever listeners. And, you know, from a, from a note buying standpoint, first off, from your financial background, um, I can tell from your favorite best ever book, uh, the is it T- Intelligent Investor, right? That's the name of yep. it? Yep. Yeah, I, I bought that book because it's Warren Buffett's number one recommended book that, that he talks about. And I got into uh, probably page four and then I didn't get any further um, because it's just a different type of education from a very uh, financial um, lending standpoint. And um, I'm glad that there are people like you who um, are living and breathing this stuff and, you know, getting on shows and educating people about uh, what you're finding in the market and what you're, uh, where you're at with it. Because we all have to have an area of expertise. Um, ultimately, we need to be aware and educated enough to have intelligent conversations about every aspect of our business. But we really should surround ourselves with people um, like you who have a very particular um, expertise in a certain area and live and breathe that stuff. So I'm really glad that you, um, you know, were on the show, shared your advice about uh, note buying and um, crowdfunding and then blind pools. And um, so thank you so much for, for being here and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for having me, Joe. Hey, you best ever listener. Do you want more? Then go to joefairless.com where you'll get tons of free videos, templates, and content to help you get deals done. And remember to subscribe to the best ever show in iTunes so you can keep getting your daily dose of the best real estate investing advice ever.